Welcome to Gateway Community Church, Webster, Texas. We're so glad you found us, and we hope this message helps you discover more about God and His unique plan for your life. So anyway, uh, happy Father's Day again to all the dads. I hope you enjoy your hot dogs. At least you won't have to buy your lunch. On Mother's Day, restaurants do great business. Someone was telling me before the service that... that uh, there's like $30 billion spent on, on lunches for moms and only $1 billion for dads. So I don't know if that's true or not, but um, uh, dads often end up paying for the lunch they get anyway. So it's, it's a good opportunity. Hey, I came across six great reasons to be a guy. Just ladies, so you would be aware of some of this. First, phone conversations usually take less than 30 seconds. Second, you can quietly watch a ball game with another guy for hours without ever thinking, he must be mad at me. <laughs> uh, if another guy wears the same thing as you do to a party, you just might become lifelong friends. Uh, you're not expected to know the names of more than five colors. Uh, you can use the same hairstyle for years, maybe decades. Now, the color may change. But beyond that, and finally, one wallet, one pair of shoes, one color for every season. What, what am I talking about there, right? And yet, dads sometimes seem like the comedian Rodney Dangerfield, who claimed he didn't always get much respect. Watch. Thank you very much. How are you? How do you do? No, I tell you, I'm all right now, but last week I was in rough shape, you know? I mean, last week I looked up my family tree, two dogs were using it. <laughs> I saw my dentist too last week, another beauty. I said to him, Doc, look at my teeth, they're all getting yellow. He told me to wear a brown necktie. <clears throat> now, I tell you, last week was a rough week for me. I broke up my psychiatrist too, he told me I'm going crazy. I said to him, if you don't mind, I'd like a second opinion. He said, all right, you're ugly too. <laughs> With me, nothing comes easy, nothing. Well, the other day I went into McDonald's. They told me I don't deserve a break. <laughs> and that's the story of my life. No respect. I don't get no respect at all. You kidding? Every time I get an elevator, the operator says the same thing to me. Basement. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you. I mean, the whole thing goes back to my childhood, the time I was lost in a beach and a cop had me look for my parents. And I said to the cop, I think we'll find him. He said, I don't know, kid, there's so many places I could hide. <laughs> what a childhood. And the time I asked my old man if I can go ice skating on a lake, he told me to wait till it gets warmer. <laughs> I tell you, it's not easy being me. This afternoon, I got no respect for my dog. This afternoon, five times he went in the paper. Four times I was reading it. <laughs> I hope you had a few laughs. Take it easy. And yet the truth of the matter is, dads, you do deserve respect, and you should, you should receive it. Uh, some scholars and writers uh, are downplaying the importance of dads in their kids' lives and don't have much respect for the contributions they make, but the data actually tells us otherwise. When fathers are involved in the lives of their children, especially their education, their children learn more, perform better in school, and they exhibit healthier behavior. Children who feel a closeness to their dads are twice as likely as those who do not to enter college or find stable employment after high school, 75% less likely to have a teen birth, 
80% less likely to spend time in jail, and half as likely to experience multiple depression symptoms. High levels of father involvement are correlated with higher levels of sociability, confidence, and self-control in children. Children with involved fathers are less likely to act out in school or engage in risky behaviors in adolescence. And babies with more involved fathers are more likely to be emotionally secure, confident in new situations, and eager to explore their surroundings. Toddlers with involved fathers are better problem solvers and have higher IQs by age three. They are more ready to start school and can deal with the stress of being away from home all day better than children with less involved fathers. And today we dedicated to children and their dads who are very much a part of those lives, and it's important. Now, none of this is meant to take anything away from the value and importance of moms, nor is it to, to, to be a knock against single parents who are doing an incredible job. It's simply a reminder that dads really do matter in the lives of their kids, even though dads sometimes don't get much respect. Amen. See, somebody, there you go, anyway. <laughs> you know, respect is, is, is another very important component in how we, we all build healthy relationships. And of course, it's not limited to dads, but on this Father's Day, it's a good reminder of how important it is. And so, Today we're looking at the value of, of respect as a part of our series called Building Successful Relationships, and we're doing it alongside a video series of the same name on Right Now Media by Michael and Laura Fletcher. And if you and a, and a friend or a spouse or a small group want to go deeper and dig into relationships, then go to the, to the Gateway section on Right Now Media, and you can follow along. If you're not sure how to do that, you can go to, to our Find It page, and it'll give you information about that. Each week we're covering a topic here in worship, and then you can go deeper by by downloading study materials and a six to eight, watch a six to eight minute video. You know, our culture has become so polarized along gender, economic, political, and racial lines to, to name just a few that their respect is often just, it seems like it's thrown out the window. But the truth is, issues of respect are as old as humanity itself. Now I'll confess to you, when I was in college, and, and I grew up with a dad who had a very simple work life. Uh, he did not go to college. I, I went to college, the first one in his side of the family probably to do that. I studied, was studying mechanical engineering. And flaw of character, I started feeling a little bit superior at times over folks who made a living with their hands. But one summer, I worked for a mechanical contractor. And I met the installation crew chief, whose name was Marvin. Marvin was a pretty gruff guy, uh, probably in his upper 40s at that point. Um, I didn't get along very well with him, and he didn't particularly care for the little college boy who thought he knew everything. But I will tell you, as that summer progressed, and I watched Marvin do stuff I came to realize that geniuses are not measured just by IQ, that there are incredible geniuses that work with their hands and with other means to open to them. And it was, it was one of the most um, humbling experiences of my life to recognize that Practical in, in, his practical experience, his common sense were so far above me that I, I repented of my arrogance. And, and 
started understanding that people didn't have to just be like me or go to college to have something significant in their lives, to make a difference, to, to be worthy of respect. I had fallen into this trap, and maybe you have, maybe you haven't, but I'd fallen into the trap of trying to build myself up by putting others down, by looking at one particular difference between us. But, but all it does is come across as arrogance, and, and arrogance is always destructive to relationships. Romans 13 says, give everyone what you owe him. If respect, then respect. If hum- honor, then honor. And as I, I looked at this, and I, you look at Scripture, and you think about this, it became very clear to me that respect for others is ultimately grounded in the value God sees in every person of what God sees, what God appreciates, what God values in every single human being. The Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 1, God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created the male and female, he created them. Then God looked over all he had made and he saw that it was very good. God created you. And, and he, the creator of everything, said his creation of you and me was very good. Let me tell you, you are not an accident of nature. You are intentionally and wonderfully made. 3,000 years ago, King David tried to wrestle with the significance of this. He, he wrote in the eighth psalm, when I look at your heavens, and, and we were singing that and talking about that in that last song, when I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him? You have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. David marveled that this this incredible God crowned you and me with glory and honor. And he didn't say this about just some people. He didn't say this about his children or the kings that would come after him or the special ones or only. He didn't say it about the ones seated next to you only. He said it about all human beings, every person. And I can go on and on through the Bible with more examples of how much God thinks of you and every single person on this planet. Of course, that's, we understand that's not the whole story because sin entered the picture and we all came under its influence, separating ourselves from God and marring the magnificence of his, of his wondrous creation. But God took it upon himself to provide a solution for our sin. Romans chapter 5 says, When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who's especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. While, not when we were good, not when we changed our lives and gotten our acts together, not when our neighbors got their acts together or the people around us. 
Christ came and died for all sinners, whether they realize it or not, whether you realize it or not. He died for you. He died for me. He died for all people. He did it all on the cross for us. So we're in no position to brag or, or hold ourselves up as somehow better or, or more significant to God than any other person. That's why Paul, the apostle Paul wrote to the Ephesians, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we've done, so none of us can boast about it, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Listen, as a Christian, I am in no position to brag about being saved over someone who isn't. None. Because I didn't do it. I can take no responsibility for it. God did it. I can brag about what he did, about how good he is, about how much he has done. But it is totally grace for me and for everyone else. We're all on the same footing, regardless of where we were born, how old we are, what we own, who we know, where we live, how much good we've done, how much bad we've done. We're all wonderfully made in God's image and yet devastated by the power and ugliness of sin. And at the same time, we're all alike offered the gift of God's salvation through his son, Jesus Christ. And some of us have accepted that incredible gift, and some haven't yet. But based on what God did, Every one of us deserves to be treated with respect because respect is simply honoring a person's value in God's eyes, in who God sees and how he sees them. And this matters in our relationships because we all like to be around people who treat us with respect. We like to feel valued by others. And we, we have the opportunity to acknowledge this value in every person we meet, whether they realize it or not, whether they feel they deserve it or not. I want to tell you, being around Marvin, the air conditioning installer, helped me realize how wrong I was to see myself as somehow better than anyone else including him. That was a sin. That was, that was a mistake. That was wrong. Now, it doesn't mean that I or any of us are less or worse than anyone else because we are all valued by God. I, I'm not better than you, nor am I worse in God's eyes. And ultimately, if I realize that my creator's opinion is the only one that really matters, then I can see the value God has placed on not only me, but on you. On every person you see today, this week, these children who will be joining us this week for Summer Kids Club, on their parents, on, on people we encounter at the grocery store and at work and driving the car next to us. And I honor that in them through my respect. For instance, appropriate for today, I offer respect and honor to my parents. The Bible tells me to do that. Exodus 20, honor your father and your mother. Now, 
You might ask, do we all have great parents? No. I mean, when I was young, I thought everybody did. You don't have to be in ministry very long or live life very long for that matter to discover not everybody has great parents. But God commands us to offer honor and respect to them for their roles. It doesn't excuse the the wrongs and the hurts they've done, nor does it say it was okay. But in the beginning, before sin entered the picture, God's intention was for them to be a little lower than the heavenly beings, and he said it was very good. They have been crippled by sin, just as I have and you have. I found really helpful a statement I first heard, I don't know that it's original to him, but I first heard John Maxwell say many years ago, hurting people hurt people. And, and when I get past a person's defenses, I typically find some kind of adversity in their life that helps me understand why they act the way they do. And the same is true in me, and I hope others treat me with grace and respect that God has called me to offer them and to everyone else I encounter. At the same time, Parents, we are called to show proper respect and honor to our kids. First Peter, it says, show proper respect to everyone. We're commanded to honor our children's value in God's eyes. We're to show respect to the wait staff at the restaurant, to the doctor, to our teachers and students, to our neighbors, to our boss, to our coworkers to our wife, to our husband, to the plumber, to the car salesman, to the accountant, to the homeless, to the Republican, to the Democrat. I mean, have you noticed how increasingly polarized our world has become? And here, listen, I am not talking about the merits of of different political approaches. That's not my point. But it is how do we treat other people regardless of their beliefs? We can disagree agreeably. We don't have to assume the worst and attack because someone sees something different. Ultimately, people, regardless of what they believe, are not the enemies. The Bible's very clear about this. Ephesians 6, 12 says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, that's you and me, that's people, but against the rulers, and it's, it's, it's speaking in a spiritual sense, not just a physical sense, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over the present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. And don't you know the devil loves it when you and I don't respect each other? We're playing into his hands by making people the problem rather than sin and evil. He gets us to buy into lies that that diminish others or build ourselves up. But Jesus knew exactly who he was. He said the devil was a murderer from the beginning. He has always hated the truth because there's no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. As we seek to grow as disciples of Jesus Christ, we strive to have the same attitude he had. To imitate him. That's what disciples do. To see ourselves and others as he sees us. Not as the sin of the world tempts us to. In obedience to God, we seek to show proper respect to everyone. It's a gift. 
we can offer to anyone around us that can dramatically impact any relationship we have, whether it's a work relationship, a friendship, a chance encounter, or our families. Sometimes in our families, it's the hardest place to be respectful. Offering respect can also profoundly impact how others see themselves, that they're not what society or others say about them, but that they are, in fact, wondrous creations of God, that God loves them, that Jesus died for them, whether they know that yet or not. And yes, they have to make a decision to put their faith in Christ in order to receive that eternal gift, but God's respect is already there. If you've chosen to follow Christ, ask yourself today as you encounter each person, how can I show this person respect? Maybe as simple as a smile or a yes, sir, or no, sir, or thank you. Whether, whether they're older than you or younger, in a place of authority or someone serving you. It seems so simple, and yet it can profoundly impact the lives of those around you. When the evangelist Billy Graham was in the prime of his fame and, and influence, an author, a modern-day author today, a Christian author named Gordon MacDonald, at that time was an unknown student in seminary. He, and yet one day, MacDonald got the opportunity to meet the famous preacher, and through the experience, he learned something about treating others with respect. And, and recognize that this was a time when Billy Graham met routinely with presidents and leaders of state around the world. But McDonald writes, when I was a seminary student, I had my first chance to meet Mr. Graham personally. My introducer said, Billy, I'd like you to meet Gordon McDonald. He, he writes, I was a 24-year-old, scrawny, somewhat unpromising kid, struggling to pass basic seminary courses, and I was one of many being introduced to Billy Graham. What do I remember about that moment? That he fixed his piercing eyes upon me extended his hand and said, Mr. McDonald, it's an honor to meet you. Mr. McDonald. He addressed me as if I were a peer or, or even someone superior to him. Oh, the dignity of the moment for me, for the space of about, I'm guessing, maybe 10 seconds, he connected with me, and it seemed as if the two of us were the only people in the room. For weeks, I bathed in that awesome moment in which this extraordinary man poured value into me. Such a tiny encounter, such an unforgettable moment. Michael Fletcher, who did the videos that we're using, if you choose to follow along online, wrote this. Look for qualities, skills, and knowledge in those you love that are worthy of respect. Seek out ways to honor people. Decide to acknowledge that every person you meet has something in his or her life that merits your admiration. Everyone can teach you something. Determine now that you will reject the impulse to be the expert. And jettison the idea that you need to defend your rung on the ladder by withholding honor and respect from those around or beneath you. Hearts will open in new ways and at deeper levels as you apply this principle at home, at work, and at play. We're all in the same boat, guys. And when I say we, I don't just mean 
members of Gateway or Christians. I mean all people. We're in the same boat. None of us can save ourselves. Jesus died for all of us. You know what the only difference is between me and a non-believer is that I know it and that person doesn't. And it's my hope and my goal and my purpose in life to help them come to know that great truth, that truth that will honor them and lift them up, that they do matter, that they are valuable, so invaluable, in fact, that Jesus died for them as well. He didn't just die for the good people, for the Christians right now. And therefore, every person you and I meet today, this week, the rest of our lives, deserves some level of respect. Doesn't mean they're all good. Doesn't mean that, that you, you have to bail them out of problems they've gotten themselves into necessarily. But you can offer them respect. And in fact, God may use it to turn their hearts and turn their minds to a greater truth. Our prayer team is going to be down here if that's been an, maybe an issue for you. How could God love me? They'd love to talk to you about that. Or maybe you need to talk to somebody about your attitude towards some other people and how you've seen them. Maybe somebody of a different job position or a different race or a different political stripe. They would love to talk with you and pray with you. Summer Kids Club, again, is an incredible opportunity for us to show the love of Christ to everyone, to everyone. And, and these next 24 to 48 hours are really kind of the prime time to invite. So I hope you'll be thinking about how can I honor and respect some people around me and help them come to know the love of Jesus. You can also be signing up for small groups. You heard about that. You heard about a class I've been doing the last few years on exploring Christianity and welcome you to sign up for that if you'd like to dig more into that. If you're a guest with us today, we're so glad you're here on this special Father's Day. We hope God has blessed and honored you today. It is an honor for us for you to join us and we love you and, and respect you very much. And uh, in fact, I will be out here with some friends and would love to say hello if you'd like to stop by. And, and dads and everybody else, don't forget the hot dogs. Gourmet hot dogs, they reminded us. I mean, make those guys work hard, okay? I'm, I'm so proud of our guys that came up with that idea. Now, that's just incredible. That's what God's family does. We think about how we can encourage and serve one another. Would you join me in prayer? Gracious God, we thank you so much that you died through your son, Jesus, for each one of us, that each one of us matters, that each one of us is precious to you, that we were created in your own image. And even while sin has marred that image in every single one of us, Jesus came to make it right for every single one of us. Therefore, we owe to give respect to all, some degree of respect and respect can make such a difference in our lives, in our relationships, in the lives of others. There are some people in our world who have never known much respect. And Father, maybe a kind word and an a, 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 a act of courtesy could be the very thing that, that changes their perspective or at least begins a new journey for them.
So use us, Father, to respect everyone as your word tells us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Happy Father's Day. To learn more about us, visit www.gateway-community.org. Welcome to your journey.